Richter Mayhem. Richter Mayhem. Oh, geez, we got to do this again. It's never ending. It's never it's ending. like that movie, The Never Ending Story. Remember when the midterm was going on and we would bring you up to speed every day at 4.05? The madness. The mayhem. mayhem. It is the 2022 midterm election. Well, it's been weeks. And we like still it's been years. have mayhem. Let's get to the two big headlines that concern uh, the 2022 midterm elections in Arizona. Which, for those of you who don't know, have passed. I know. <laughs> so, all, all right. So, let me get the latest one. And I just saw this come up. And, Becky Lynn, I did not hear your newscast because uh, I was working on this story. So, mm-hmm. you may have already said it, but I'm not sure. So, um, the attorney general's race. Uh, May's 510 votes more than Abe Hamaday. Yeah. Now Abe Hamaday has uh he has a lawsuit and the judges threw it out. So Abe Froman, his lawsuit is dismissed by a judge as premature. The judge said you got to file it after the state has certified the election. Yeah. And I would just say like Abe Hamaday wanted to be like the top attorney. Don't you shouldn't you know this stuff? Like shouldn't you know I didn't know it because I'm not a lawyer. But shouldn't you have known? Maybe I. I a know lot that- of times they probably have no idea because it's it's it, this kind of law. Come is, on, is yeah, they, they come on. But you have to, you know, you go and you. you this is what they all do, right? I, they, I'm they, just saying they're talking about lawsuits before this. We knew what was coming. No, I get it, but it's like you know, it, it, don't you know the law? But you got to be early in and raising that money. Well, let him do whatever he wants, because this thing's going to get thrown out. It's got to be recounted. Abe Anyways, Hamaday votes. deserves a recount. No doubt about it. 510 votes separate the two. Mays has won the election. Uh, a recount will show that Mays has won the election, but they should recount it. But Abe Hamaday's lawsuit was tossed. I'm sure that he's going to bring it back. Maybe he should go back to, 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 to law school and try and figure out what the laws actually are. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Cochise County. What's the matter with these people? Well, well where do we start? Wait, 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 where do you start? Where do we start on this magic that is Cochise County? So they've not only, well, they're, you know, they're standing with the people of Maricopa County. Oh, gosh. And with Trump and with uh, Katie, uh, Carrie Lake and right. with anybody else. Right. So Cochise County refuses to certify the election. Uh, they are saying that uh, tens of thousands of people. Tens of hundreds of millions of thousands. Uh, that, uh, you know, uh, didn't, didn't get to vote fairly. Okay. So Cochise County is ruby red. Big time Republican. Uh, there are three members of the board. Two are Republican. One is a Democrat. The two members who are Democrats do not want to certify the election. Now, two members are Republican don't. What did I say? The Democrat does. The Democrat wants to certify. Yeah. The two Republicans do not. Okay. Yeah. So here's what happens if Cochise County does not certify the election and they're being sued. Uh, you know how Tom Horn won the race for superintendent of public that he instruction? did. No. Nope. It'll be Kathy Hoffman, the Democrat. Cochise County, Tom Horn received 9,000 more votes than Democrat Kathy Hoffman. And so if Cochise County refuses to certify the election, Tom Horn will not win. Uh, Democrat Kathy Hoffman will win. That's number one. 
Number two, there's a smaller race. It was for Arizona's 6th Congressional District. A Republican uh, won, receiving 14,000 more votes than the Democrat. Guess what? That Republican will not win that race, and Cochise County will hand it to a Democrat. So if Cochise County wants to continue acting like petulant children, what they will do is... is make us laugh! Is Yeah. Chaos! I call for chaos! Do you think... It would teach them a lesson or see, because I feel bad. The voters in Cochise County voted for mostly Republican, you know, candidates, and that's their right. And all their votes won't count. And and because of two people, two people on the board, that's not fair. No, that is that is that is horse you crap. would be destroying all the things you, quote unquote, think you take and, and hold dear in this country, the right to vote, all of those things, you would absolutely destroy that because you have robbed those people who voted, even if their candidate lost or even if they won. Even You've robbed that of them. And you're also robbing your own party, potentially, of, of winning two, you know, a Amazing. seat and winning a, uh, you know, yeah. the head of uh, uh, the, t- the, t- the, the education board. Yeah. So. Yeah. That if that's what you think you have to do to prove a point, fantastic. Go ahead and do it. I'm all about chaos. Go ahead. It'll make me laugh. Yeah. And maybe it's a lesson that needs to be learned. Yeah. Midterm mayhem. Uh, we are hoping not to give you uh, any more midterm mayhems, but here we are again. Here we are. Okay. So think about it this way. Cochise County. What if Hobbs, current secretary of state, going to be our next governor. What if her office chose not to sue? What if what if Hobbs said, you know, she'd what? probably derelict of her duty. Yes, she, that, you're right. That's probably in there that she has to do this. You have to follow the law. So you have to follow the law. But, but think about it just for a moment. If Hobbs said, you know what, Cochise County, you're heavily Republican. I'm going to let this one go. She's not doing that, though. No. And I think that's the point. Yeah. Could she do it? Maybe. Would it be smart? No. What Katie Hobbs is doing is she's saying, listen, I care about. The people of Cochise County, even those who voted against me, their vote should be counted. Yeah. And that's why Katie Hobbs, in her office, and Secretary said, of State. Like, scoreboard, I already won, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, exactly. But, I mean, she could actually steal the election for two Democrats. She could. But she's not doing that. But that would be, again, she's not stealing anything. You're stealing it from your own party. You're pulling the the, the rug out of their, you know, uh, from underneath them right, because right. of bizarre Thing that you like, what do you think is going to happen? I, I would just like to know. You're going to force everybody to revote on something because you didn't get the outcome you wanted. It is incredible how Republicans have sabotaged this election. I'll run it down real quick. Carrie Lake told McCain Republicans, "Don't vote for me." And guess what, Carrie? They didn't, and you lost. Yeah. Um, Kelly Ward, head of the Republican Party in Arizona, told people on election day, "Do not put your ballot in box three. And some people listened to her, and guess yeah. what? Their votes didn't count. Uh, we've got Cochise County, two Republicans. We're in Mojave County trying to do it. But two Republicans in Cochise County refusing to certify the election. If that happens, they hand two Democrats a seat. Yeah. You want to talk about total sabotage. It is incredible that Republicans in Arizona, they don't want to win. Self-inflicted yes. wounds. Yes. That's what this party is dying from here in Arizona. Self-inflicted wounds. And I hope that Karen Taylor Robeson takes over this party. Uh, we need two parties that work. 
Uh, right now, we've voted out most of the MAGA cont- contenders or whatever you want to call them. And what do you have? You have a bunch of Democrats in office. And to think, yeah, that's not necessarily good either. No. All right. That's midterm mayhem. Mayhem. Coming up. Hopefully tomorrow, we won't, we have, won't this. have one. But based on all the stuff that's going on, we're going to have one. All right. Uh, time for five spot. Men, listen up. So, Christian Pulisic. Pulisic. Game-winning goal for the United States over Iran in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. But he did not celebrate the goal. Why? Well, he kind of slid into the goalie. Uh, The goalie slid feet first into him. And let's just say that he was writhing in pain uh, because he got hit in the bad part. Yeah. Okay. The, the stomach in the grundle. In the grundle, yes. He's in the hospital, by the way. I know, I know. So he got hit below the belt. Now, the USA is moving on to play what? The Netherlands? Yep, the okay. Dutch. Men, call us at 277-KTAR and tell us the story about how you were hit in the Netherlands. Ah, look at the way you did there. You were hit below the belt. I've got a great story. Uh, Chad has oh, a great story. Many. Right. So this happened to... Uh, uh, Christian Pulisic of the United States team. Yeah. He took it right below the belt. All right. Tell us your story. Uh, the time you got hit in the Netherlands. All right. Six, oh, boy. 602-277-KTAR. Maybe you're talking like that still. 277-5827. Uh, that is coming up. Five spot. It's going to be an interesting five spot. Next. And Chad. Justin McKay, Jess making a big run. It's meant for him. Jess is stuck in behind. Jess into the middle. Pulisic scores. Might have paid the price. No. Oh. Christian Pulisic. Yep. He got the game-winning goal. World Cup against Iran. And did he pay the price? Yes, he got uh, hit below the belt with a solid, uh, I would say, a spike. Yeah. He got grundled. He did. All right, 277-KTAR. Um, who does uh, the U.S. play next? We play uh, Holland, the Dutch. The, the Netherlands. Netherlands. The Ange. All right, so tell us uh, the time you got hit in the Netherlands. Because uh, this is what happened to, uh, what's his name again? Christian Christian Pulisic. Okay, so he slid into the goalie. The goalie feet first slid into him in in the, you know, and he's in the hospital, actually. He is. So let's uh, talk about the time that you got hit in the uh, Netherlands. By the way, keep it clean, people. Keep it clean. Yes. PG. Okay, that's all we're saying. Let's go with uh, Josh in Goodyear. Josh, uh, so you got uh, hit in the grundle. Gentlemen, how you doing? Yeah, I got my son Elijah in the car here. Yeah, so my son was two at the time, and uh, he was super excited about whatever it was that he was excited about. Ran it over, I was sitting down, and instead of saying, hey, how you doing? He bit me on the tip of my Dutch maker. Oh, Oh, for crying out loud. He was two? Yeah, it hurt, too. I would say so. Uh, I don't know if we were going for a bit, but I was thinking kicked. But still, at but the end of the day, that's that just another tile. Oh, my Lord. Almost, All right. We don't need any more. That was violent. I don't know if we need to hear any more than that. <laughs> that was violent. Apparently, he didn't want any more brothers and sisters. No, he did Bill not. Buckeye, uh, tell us about your uh, grundle issue. Mm. All right. 
So I'll set it up for you. I'm 18 years old. I am uh, a new server at the Olive Garden while I'm going through college. Oh, geez. And I'm all excited about the birthday song for my table, right? Uh. So we get all the servers together. We're all heading out there for the birthday song. Everybody's moving super fast. It's Friday night. Um, we're hauling through. A lady opens her, her uh, chair out into the aisle as we're running up to the other table. And I slam straight into it right in the right in the worst place possible you had vomit did you vomit immediately or no no Go no on. i held it but i yeah i definitely okay. headed back to the back as quickly as possible I bet you did. And, uh, it was a rough night yeah, oh, but when goodness. he sang his voice was different well yeah he was a castrato at that point <laughs> which are real people so, i don't think any exist anymore so the game-winning goal by the united states yeah. christian pulisic he he scored the goal but the goalie took him out in the in the area. Yeah. So we're asking you your experience of getting hit below the belt. Keep it clean. All right, keep it clean. Here we go. Let's go with Michael in Goodyear. Michael, tell us about the issue. Hey, guys, what's going on? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I was playing softball, and uh, I was out in left field, and the ball was hit super short. So instead of diving head first, I kind of slid in. Well, what I realized, I caught the ball, but I caught it with my groin. And I didn't know what happened, yeah, until I got up. I couldn't close my legs, and my testicle exploded on impact. Yes. Wait, wait. I don't want to know anymore. I don't. I don't want to even ask a question. So hey, but you know what? He was out. Did That's you catch the ball? You caught yes. the ball. Oh God, boy, did I catch that ball? Yeah. And it caught me. <laughs> uh, Tim and Peoria, tell us about said Grundle issue. Mm. Yes, sir. So three weeks uh, post uh, uh, surgery after getting uh, uh, fixed as an adult, my uh, buddy was playing tennis. Hit a line drive straight straight into the twig and berries. <laughs> Heard a pop, and I went down for about six minutes while my kids laughed at me. <laughs> oh, God, that is just spectacular. I take one more. Oh, there's the last one. Real All quick right. one. Uh, David in Phoenix, tell us about the Grundle incident. So probably not my proudest moment, but I thought it was a good idea to go down to a uh, Bisbee Music Festival uh, with the family and play dodgeball with my son. <laughs> Uh, two days after getting neutered. Oh. And uh, let's oh. just say my son has pretty good accuracy as a baseball player. Um, immediately went to the ground. <laughs> my buddy that I was with came to my aid to make sure I was good. My wife proceeded to take pictures of the pain that I was in <laughs> laying on the floor. That's You're fantastic. awesome, Dave. That is good, my man. You're awesome. Oh, All right. <laughs> we had a kid like that. We had a kid playing. We were in Europe. I was one of the first times I went over there. Yeah. And after games and stuff, you become friends with all these other kids that you're playing soccer with. And we were playing a game which kind of just like jungle balls, like 20 teams out there. Yeah. And man, our buddy, he he was running back and a guy was not looking and he swung his foot as hard as he could. We were about 12. Oh. And I remember he was in the ho- he was in the hospital the rest of our the time we were there. We were there bet. for like another 10 days. It exploded. It well, was awful. All right. Hmm. My goodness. Uh, Christian Pulisic. He's in the hospital. He's a winner, baby. But he got the game-winning goal against Iran in the World Cup. The grundle's in the net, and the ball is, but the glory he soaked in. He got the game-winning goal, but he didn't celebrate because he got hit in the So thank you for all your calls about getting hit in the And uh, it's interesting. Our boss has just uh, walked into the other studio. This should be an interesting uh, So we may or may not be back after this. Nice to have you on the program, all of you. 
KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. By the way, this amazing part of the program is brought to you by Parker and Sons Plumbing Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics and Law. All right, so if you're just showing in this, we had kind of a funny five-spot. Uh, the game-winning goal for the United States over Iran... Um, the, the the goal scorer uh, he hurt himself in the process, and unfortunately, uh, he's got a big ice pack on on under uh, below his belt. Yeah, and so you know we had a little fun with that. Um, but this was bigger than a game, Chad. Yeah. And just for all of you out there, Chad was former uh, 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 professional soccer player. So you you look at this stuff, you take it really seriously. Of course, the game. But also, this is United States versus Iran. Iran. Yeah. This is we're the heroes, they're the villains, and they look at them as they're the heroes and we're the villains. Right. Uh, it's not quite you know 1980 USSR in the uh, hockey game against the United States. And do you believe in miracles? But a lot of you, a lot of us watched this game today. There was, it was more. It was more than just a soccer game. Yeah, and partly it started you know over the last couple of days when the we posted a picture of their flag without the Islamic uh, revolution like the the stamp on it and they got upset with that obviously the country did and the, we did that partially because we're trying to support the people over there who are protesting right. as did the first game the the team didn't sing the national anthem the fans didn't sing the national anthem in fact there was booing going on at times during their anthem and some of that's changed a lot of it's because people are being threatened mm. but then it got into you know they're asking our players about why would you play for us if you're if you're you know black uh, you know uh, you don't say the name of our country right they're kind of scolding us and they asked our coach hey uh, you know how can you uh, are you are you able to get any of these warships away from the Persian Gulf yeah I mean just everything it, but soccer everything but soccer yeah and so it was much bigger than just a game mm-hmm. and I I I I joked at the beginning of the show you know I was rooting for Iran now I'm joking but I almost. Kind of am not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here rooting for Iran. But do you know, if they lose this game, there's fear. They could get killed. There's super fear. So think about it. A player on the Iranian team, they might die because of this. They have they had spotters at the game looking to see who was Iranian that may be a citizen that still lives in Iran, but they're watching the game. In particular, If are you singing the songs you're supposed to be singing? The other thing is, if you're a woman and you're at the game and you still live in Iran, Uh-oh. you're going to be in trouble because you're not allowed to see a sporting event. You're not allowed to see a sporting event if you're a woman in Iran. You know, we saw all the part the protests. What what happened to the twenty two year old woman from from Iran? She that was did not want to wear arrested by the moral police, and she died of a heart attack. Twenty two, healthy as can be, yeah. dies of a heart attack. And now the you know Ayatollah basically said they told the militia, "You guys do what you want with the protesters." But why did they kill her? She didn't wear her job yes. in public. Right. And now right. everybody's going out. The defiance is huge. They've arrested well over 20-some thousand people. And, th- you know, when our people go outside and they wear one of those hats and the Trump, like, we're so brave. These people are brave because they know what's coming. Yeah. They know. And there isn't like, hey, you know what? We're going to shoot some f- tear gas once in a while and kind of move you guys aside. No, they'll shoot bullets. And they're shooting bullets, yeah. live bullets, and they're beating you. Yeah. So when I looked at this game, it's like, okay, I'm watching the United States, I'm watching Iran, and I'm thinking, well, we're really lucky we live here. Because I'll tell you what, um, in Iran, you don't have any freedoms. No. If you're gay, you're dead. Yep. They'll kill you. You're dead. 
You know, if you don't wear your job, you're dead. I mean, it's just that simple. It it's is. so crazy. They, they've squished everything yes. down. You know, it, it, this is the difference between us and everywhere else. Right now in China, they're watching the World Cup. They, they will not show crowd pictures unless you're wearing a mask. So if they score a goal and they go to celebrate and the fans are going crazy, they'll show pictures of the grass. They'll show something because nobody's wearing a mask. Gosh. Is that insane? Yeah, it's insane. How lucky are we to live we here? We are. We are. And our guy scored a goal today. He's draped in glory, even though he's talking like this. And he's <laughs> fine with that. Yeah. Uh, he got the biggest goal of his life. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic. It, it makes you think about other countries, and it makes you think how lucky we are to live here. So we lucky. have all of our problems. I totally get it, but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. And I think most of you would agree with that. Um, Freedom is way better than... Autocrats and yep. dictators who crush souls. Right, right. So the United States, big win today over Iran. Coming up next. Coming up. So in America, I I don't know if you agree with this, Chad. It looks to me like we have a Jack the Ripper out yeah, there. Yeah, it's we have. It's like it's like today's version of Jack the Ripper, and this Jack the Ripper hit a college in the United States. And we're going to tell you that story. It is creepy. It is probably the biggest murder mystery we've had in a long time. Yeah, that's next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, does America have a present-day Jack the Ripper? This is a frightening story. University of Idaho, four college kids are dead. And guess what? Cops have no idea what's going on. We talked to Alex Stone from ABC News. He's covering this story. Listen to how creepy this case is. We're two weeks and two days, three days, uh, and they still don't have a suspect, a motive, uh, haven't found the murder weapon, uh, really know at least what they're willing to say. And, and police in uh, Moscow, Idaho, aren't willing to say a lot. They keep saying that they need the public's help, but they're not willing to give any indicator of really what they do know. They are uh, knocking down rumors or been numerous online groups and true crime podcasts that are trying to sleuth this thing out and figure it out and come up with a lot of wrong things like them being bound and gagged and police will say well that didn't happen you say well what did happen and well we we're not going to tell you that um so you got to give a little to get a little and they're not giving any and seems like what they're getting is not leading them to, to anybody um campus classes resumed at the university i know yesterday but a lot of kids not coming back they say that they don't feel safe the school has said that's fine Tell there is a suspect in custody. They can uh, learn remotely. And uh, there are some who came back. Uh, Carmen among them. She says really eerie today on campus. There's somebody out there who's done such a horrible thing and they haven't been caught. Yeah, really eerie. And uh, now one of the parents speaking out. And uh, the, the father, 21-year-old Kaylee Goncalves, says uh, shedding a, a little bit of light on what he knows and sitting down with our team saying the, the victims didn't just have stab wounds. They had large punctures on their bodies telling us. It was fast. And uh, nobody suffered and nobody felt like like that kind of pain. He said they died very quickly, uh, even though friends didn't call 911 for eight hours. Yeah. And he says that if they 911 had been called right away, they, they still wouldn't have survived, that they were so badly uh, butchered by the, the killer. And he says that those surviving roommates, the, the part that still doesn't make any sense, that the, the two women who survived, they apparently slept through all of this, woke up, and I guess it's uh, life in, in college now that you 
live in the same home with somebody else, you don't go and, and talk to them. You call and text them, and uh, they weren't getting any response, even yeah. though they were in the same house, and that's when they knew something was wrong. I know the girls reached out via texting and calling, so I, I can only assume that by the phones being ignored, knowing how my daughter is not going to ignore calls and texting. And finally, they figured out something was wrong, and then they called friends over the house, and one of the boyfriends uh, called 911. Um, and then uh, he says his first thought when he found out five hours before police told him, but uh, friends and family had told him what went on, was to call her best friend, Madison, to find out what happened. Then he found out she, too, had been murdered in uh, this, gosh. and that uh, Kaylee now has been cremated. You can't imagine sending your girl to college and then they come back and, and earn. He worries that she may have been targeted. He says police have told him things, a few things that they've told him he's not allowed to share, but he met with the FBI yesterday, says he got almost no answers that the families are growing frustrated. They worry that this is going to turn into a cold case. Police say that is a concern for families. They understand that. You can only go at this pace of investigating for so long and, and the lack of progress. I haven't earned the ability to uh to grieve the way that I, I want to grieve. I want to be able to have justice first. But he has no justice. He says they're holding off, guys, on the, on planning a funeral because he and his wife are worried that the monster is going to be in the crowd. Oh and gosh. so they're not doing that that's yet. He is going to speak thing. at a candlelight vigil tomorrow night, that, but uh, but they're not going to do it. That's a, a scary tomorrow. thing. I mean, we know nothing. Remember at first, Alex, they came out and they're like, ah, there's nothing to see here. Uh, nobody needs to worry about anything. Yeah, and, four, yeah, and, yeah, and then the, the community went, wait, how can you say that when you don't know who did it or why? And then three days later, the chief had to come out and say, well, we should have spoken to you sooner. Um, we're going to give you a lot of details, which still they're not, um, in saying, well, we can't tell you there's not a threat because we don't know who did it. Yeah, it's insane, man. It's, it, and again, the further it gets away from that time, the the uh, the harder it's going to be a catch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the TV show, The First 48, you know, they talk about the first 48 hours are most critical. We're, we're well beyond that. Yeah. So uh, Idaho students, um, four killed two weeks ago. No suspect. None. No murder weapon. So were these four students in the same room? I get I that I don't know. I mean how again, do you have four how do you have four people in one room versus one killer? Was it one killer? Oh, I don't yeah. See, oh, that's just, I don't know. We don't know. They said did the person they said maybe they were stalking people from the you know, the the, the little forest area that was one of the things oh, talk about. Here I can answer that for you. Go two ahead. different floors, floors two and three. They were murdered on. The surviving roommates were on floor one. Police won't say if they think the killer ever went to floor one, but there was so much blood that you can see the blood dripping down yeah. the side of the, the home down onto the foundation. Alex Stone, ABC News, thanks for the update. You got it. Thanks, guys. It sounds like a Jack the Ripper. And I say that because this killer killed four people. He knew exactly where to slash them, where they would bleed out immediately. And a lot of people thought Jack the Ripper was some sort of a doctor because he knew where to kill the women. And he always, he disappeared. They have no idea in Idaho. They have nothing to go on. It is absolutely frightening. All right, up next, Becky Lynn, 5 o'clock KTAR News Expansion. Uh, Stick around.